The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. To Reality, a pop culture, current affairs, and LGBT news-oriented panel discussion series that's dedicated to you. Here are your hosts, Dominion Onyx, Carl Anthony, John Sebastian, and Legionnaire. We're back! And we oh, did not come to play with you hoes. We came to snake Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Reality, exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. And now everyone will join me in a rousing rendition of the theme to Welcome Back, Carter. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Woo, yes. Oh. Well, today is Wednesday, August 31st, 2016, and it's time for another heaping helping of pop culture on demand from your favorite radio station and mine, poppychuloradio.com. <laughs> hey, hey, don't do that, don't do that. My kid, my kid gets confused. <laughs> How y'all doing? Fine. Oh, fine, fine, fabulous, and wonderful. Speaking of children, you gave birth over the summer, John Sebastian? Actually, no, I am not that fierce, but we did adopt. So I would like for our listeners to to say hello to our new baby, Poppins Johnson Davis. Hi, honey. Um, He is 20 pounds of fierceness. And when I tell you that he has my mannerisms and my facial expressions, I'm not lying. (laughs) So does that mean he looks like a human or you look like a dog? Well, you know, I have been called a bitch once or twice. So, um, (laughs) no, he he actually has some humanoid um, facial expressions. You can go lay down now. It's it's almost past his bedtime and he's looking at me like I'm sleepy, but I see you working and I want to hang out. Go lay down. So listeners, so listeners, just beware. I may start talking off in the Ethernet somewhere. I'm talking to my kid. Who is um, who is just amazing and precious, and he made our family complete. Oh, because we can't have kids, and you know my now official fiance. You already started, you already started going through menopause. Mm. Honey, I went through menopause at twenty eight, but catch this kid. <laughs> my now official fiance has said. Whoa, wait a minute. Slow down, slow down. You're burying the lead. Yo, who the hot water? Right. Your official fiance. We are actually, we we have started planning the wedding. Ooh, blush and bashful. My two shades of pink, baby. Um, You are are in fiance. I'm going to get get started on my armadillo groomsman cake. (laughs) (laughs) 
Everybody loves a piece of ass, Weezer. Yes. Um, so we um we um we realize that we're not going to have any children with opposable thumbs. Um, so this is probably the best we're going to do. Actually, and this is the this is the best. And he's smart, and he is insightful, and he doesn't talk back, but he ignores his daddy all the time. And he loves his poppy. And I am now a stay-at-home mom. It's a, I'm, I'm a mess of emotions, but I have never been this happy. Ever. That's lovely. And I people think I have lost my entire damn... Uh, <laughs> Now, see, I was trying to save it, but you're going to make me use it. Our producer is being simple already. <laughs> We've been on the, we have been on the air all of four and a half minutes, and he is being simple already. <laughs> uh, but in the midst of all of that, I'm so blessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to hell. I wish y'all could see this. He is going straight to hell. <laughs> It's just uh, inspiration for your wedding looks. Honey, I, you know what I will do without? Thank you very Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Mm. Ooh, so, yeah, so we are, so we are in, we are now trying to figure out a date. And, um, because I need my kid to be legitimate. You can go lay down. If you, actually, you know what? His face right now while I am, because I'm also eating chicken. Don't ask. Um, oh shit! And I've lost forty pounds. I know. I saw that. Oh. Um. It's it's been a whirlwind summer. I'm gonna get in this white dress one way or the other. Yes. I'm gonna get in this white dress one way or the other. So yes. Yeah, so right. my life has been flipped, turned upside down, and inside out. And you know, it's funny, my kid does not like pictures. Hmm. He, I he can't tell. <laughs> Every time I turn around, there's a picture of him on Facebook. Well, that's because his poppy is absolutely insane and thinks that everybody should love him as much as he does. Hmm. So he has a bigger fan club than I have uh, to the point of I've been you know, doing meetings during the summer. And we've only had him three weeks, which is hilarious. And I walk in and people say, where's Poppins? And I'm like, well, his ass is at daycare. Well, you should have brought him. I'm like, uh, he ain't paying no bills here. Mm. Yeah. Well, he starts paying some bills. He can come with him. And of course, now that whenever I go someplace, I try to put him in the car, <laughs> which is why I'm quitting my job so that I can be a stay-at-home mom. So every time I go somewhere, he can go as well. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, that that's my life up to date. I hope that you are enjoying it. I'm having the time of my fucking life. Well, good all for right. you. Well, alrighty. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, uh, Legionnaire, what exciting things have you been been up to over the summer? Oh, well, I had uh, I took a three week vacation to the motherland and spent time in South Africa. South Africa. South Africa. South Africa. Spent time in South Africa. 
Yes, and it has been wonderful. We did uh, safaris and uh, mountain mountain explorations and zip lining and all kinds of good fun festivals. Did you do wineries? We did not do wineries. Oh. My, you know, because my my husband has a he can't do um, he can't do the tannins in red wine. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so we had to skip that. But, um, you know, but we had a good time. And, and, and we, um, we attended the um, International AIDS Conference in um, Durban, which was really, really a really cool experience. Um, got to hear, um, God, I can't call her name, Charlize Theron. She, uh, she did like an opening speech for the, for, the, uh, for the event, which was really cool. Um, I even got up close and personal and, and, and almost touched her leg, which is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I almost touched her leg. Yes, and, and we saw um, Elton John speak, and I couldn't get close to him because I would have had to read him for trying to comfort Janet Jackson. So I said, you know, it's best that we keep some distance, girl. So, uh, we let him do his thing and kept it moving, but it, but it was a great trip. It was, it was really a good trip. We did some things that, that were very life affirming. Uh, we attended, uh, we actually even ended our trip attending, having attended a wedding. One of, uh, one of my Onyx brothers, uh, married his partner in South Africa. And that was a beautiful ceremony and a festive party and everything. So it was cool. Oh. Yeah, and then came back and a week later went and did a little trip to Toronto where, where we had a mm-hmm. wonderful time. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. it, was, it was fun. So it was a good summer. One, I don't appreciate your uh, uh, your passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> We're going to start there. That was not passive aggressive. That was, I love it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yes. So um, what what um Legionnaire is um leaving out was that this was not any old trip to South Africa. They did not stay at you know um South Africa's best value inn. They did. They did South Africa. Rich white woman style. <laughs> Complete with train trips across the country, you know, with uh, festive dinners and cable cars and all sorts of stuff. I was like, well, shit, I want to live this kind of lifestyle. Here I am thinking I'm fancy if I upgrade to the one bedroom suite at the courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> And these bitches are like, oh yes, we we just decided. I mean, someone told us about this trip, and you know, we had special time, so we decided to take a week long trip across the country on a train. <laughs> um, okay. I don't, you know, I would not expect anything less from my good Bristol Legionnaire. Nothing Thank less. You. That's true. Thank That's you. true. I was just sitting there listening to them. I was like, well, well, shit. Because they, you know, they people have been kept saying, you know, you should go to South Africa. I was like, well, girl, my money would not have been that long. I'd have been like, well, I'll be waiting <laughs> here for y'all when y'all get back. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, we had the, I mean, fortunately, I mean, it was a situation where, you know, we had, we were able to, you know, pull money aside, save up a little money. Cause I mean, part of it was, um, you know, he had to attend the conference for work. Um, but you know, he didn't want to go and, and have that opportunity and that experience without me. So we just had to, you know, we had to do some things and ship some things and, and make it work. And tighten some bells. I'm completely bells. joking. No, no, I get it. I know, I, I know, but it was still, but it was, it was, it was one of those things where, okay, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So we, we need to just suck it up and just do it. Right. I mean, it's a lot of stuff because we purposefully didn't plan a whole lot of stuff to like pack a real tight itinerary so that we could end up doing things like that train trip, um, which kind of popped up towards, uh, you know, towards the last part of the planning, and then we were able to do Victoria Falls and and that kind of stuff. So it was it was really cool. It was really cool. So that's that's why um, what what we want to do, or what my honey wants to do, he wants to go back for his fiftieth birthday. So we are letting letting the people that we love know here and now. Uh, if you are interested, start start saving your coins because we. Oh, are, girl, I will be saving my coins because yeah. you know what. You know, I don't, I don't want to be. This is see. This is the kind of friends that I need. I'm tired of being the richest bitch on the trip. <laughs> if you want to be the poor bitch, where, where everyone else is looking at me like, darling, it's only five thousand dollars. Of course, we're going. But I want to be like, well, girl, okay, let me save up my money to go because I'm the bitch that'll be like. Oh girl, no, I'm not. When we like, we're talking about going to Folsom, and the girls are talking about, oh, we'll stay at the airport because that's so much cheaper. I was like, girl, it's only three hundred dollars a night if you stay in the city. Mm. And yeah. they looking at me like three hundred dollars a night. I'm looking at like thirty dollars a night. Shit. Well, listen, three hundred. Listen, I'm not stupid. Three hundred dollars a night is a lot, but if you look at it like this. San Francisco Airport is a good 30 minutes without traffic from downtown San Francisco. You're We're going on Folsom weekend. Right. So it's going to be an hour to an hour and a half of traffic to get from San Francisco Airport, where the hotel would be, to downtown San Francisco. So you either have to take the train, which I wouldn't do, not because I'm too bougie to take the train. I mean, people think that, but... I'm actually not if it makes the best sense but i don't live there so mm -hmm. spending as much time trying to make sure i'm not going the wrong fucking direction on the damn train for an hour and a half train trip i might as well rent a car so now i've just uh decided to rent a car plus gas plus parking mm -hmm. in downtown san francisco by the time you add all of that shit up you might as well have just stayed in the city and paid the extra money in the first damn place that's true. There you go. You're ultimately not saving anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm in the middle of everything and I can get fucked up if I want to because I ain't got to do nothing but stumble back to my hotel room. Right. Your $300 a night hotel room. Exactly. It <laughs> yes. So, oh my goodness. But no, I always say if you were the richest bitch in the room, you in the wrong room. Right. <laughs> That's what, I, I love. So Poppins just gave me this look like, what did you just say? Yes, if you are the richest bitch in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's right. And, 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 and that's the thing that we try to make people understand. It's like we're not trying to, 
you know, you know, because when I post pictures and stuff and, and let people know what we're going and what we're doing, this is not about trying to be showy. It's about me wanting right. to share that experience with the people that I love and care about, you know, because shit, if I had it like that, I'd pack all my all my good duties on the plane and be like, come on, shit. Come but, on, you know, right. <laughs> but, you know, and here's, the th- here's the thing is neither are you going to pretend like you didn't do this shit so that other people's feelings will be spared. Exactly. Because the other side of it is that you're exactly right. I'm not going to pretend like I had these wonderful experiences that I want my family and friends to know about, you know, just because there might be some bitches out there who want to hate. Because that ultimately, that's not my issue. You know, right. my, my issue is that there are people that want to know what it's like to to go to right. a township who know who want to know what it's like to zip line for the first time who want to know about the majesty of standing you know at victoria falls oh people, my God. People, people who wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to do that so it's not me saying oh well girl this is what i get to do it's not like that it's like okay this was a really wonderful experience and if there's some way that i can encapsulate it for you through pictures a video or whatever so that you can at least have the opportunity to live it through me until such time as you might be able to get there then i want to be able to do that and again this is not for like everybody on facebook to just say oh look how fabulous they are but again this is for the people that that i know and love that wanted that knew that we were going and that would want us to have a good time well let me say this it was like a wonderful time and i am definitely down and what's that's five years from now right uh, four, four, yeah, four, four, about four. Okay, good. I can save if I save up, I can save up three thousand dollars a year, so I can have twelve thousand dollars to go on this trip, and everything that we want to do is going to be done. Because first thing I'm gonna need to do is have money for a first class flight, because I will be damned if I'm gonna sit on a plane yeah. for twelve hours from JFK. Victoria International Airport in fucking coach. I don't give a shit if it is in the window. And I'm going to tell you, honey, that that, the trip, that was a lot of time on the plane. Let me tell you. And I didn't do it. I did not fly direct at all. Because it's almost impossible to fly direct. Yeah, it's very difficult to fly direct. Very, very difficult. So let me say this. I I appreciate you sharing your trip with us um, because that's my that's like part two of my dream trip for for my 50th. And the fact that I got to see somebody who I respect and love do it and do it in such a wonderful fashion. And they unselfishly shared their experience that that was just oh, my God, it was for me, it was life affirming. And when I went to Egypt, I hoped that what I did did the same thing for some other people. Mm-hmm. You did, because that's definitely on my list, too. I, you know, I would love a cute cruise down the Nile, and we can stop off and look at uh, look at pyramids and all kinds of shit. That's how it looked like so much fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you that going to Egypt, really, it's like you go to Cairo, mm-hmm. you go to Alexandria, and you go to um, Hergada. And if you go anywhere else, it's really going to be brown and dry unless you're within a half a mile on either side of the Nile. But right. when I tell you that Egypt completely changed my life. Was there any more of this? Oh, my God. I'm like, I, I just can't. You know, and, and of course, my husband, my, my soon to be husband does not want to go to yeah. Africa because it's hot. 
And I'm like, but honey, well, girl, we, listen, I'm not trying to fuck you, but uh, we can go together. Well, How about and, that? And I tell you, when we were, I mean, it was not, it was not hot at all in South Africa. Because you mean, were we, in the winter time. We, we were, we were there in the winter, so I mean, on the train, it got damn, down downright cold. Baby, Egypt got cold <laughs> in January. So we were just like, Lord Jesus, we in Africa? <laughs> Turn that damn heat on. <laughs> Shit. It was like, you know, you hear, it's Africa hot. Uh, Boo-boo, it is not hot. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, I wish, I, I just, yeah, South Africa is on my list. And if we're going to South Africa, we are going to the Spouse, the Spice Route Winery because that's where my favorite wine is made. Um, so yeah, but yeah, we ought to do that. Three yeah. grand a year, I think three three grand a year comes out to three hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I think we can do that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, just I mean, just all just I'll focus. do is just save my tax return money every year instead of doing something else with it. Right. Well, but actually, okay, so watch this because you know I used to do this for a living. Seventy five dollars a week. Mm. Which is basically ten dollars a day. Okay. Yep. I might not be able to go to lunch, but no lunch for five years. Not going out to lunch for five years versus going to South Africa. Right. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I can. Sure, I All can right, girls. Good. We got a lot of show to get to, so let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So you know, first up. We going we you know we've got round table then you know we got a whole lot of shit to we might as well just start right where we are because if we try to catch up on all of the shit that happened over the summer this was a very eventful uh, oh my god summer oh, Lord so Jesus. we just might as well just jump in right where we are so mm-hmm. there is that so first up some foolishness and so um, y'all remember Phazon Love yes yes. So Faison Love was on uh, the Tom Joyner Morning Show, and he was talking about Cat Williams, and he says, Cat Williams is not living his truth. Uh, He he says, I think these uh, violent outbursts come from when a gay man just doesn't want to be gay. He's beating these women up. He knows his boundaries. In Hollywood, you can play that game. So a stunned charm Tom Joyner asked the comedian, did you just say Cat Williams is gay? And Faison responded confidently, yes, it's not an accusation. You see, you guys see it, but you don't want to. It's like, woo, woo, woo. Oh, no, it's like, woo. So he was making an allusion to Luther Vandross. So, hmm. What y'all think about that? <laughs> Other than we ultimately don't give a fuck, because I think ultimately, do we really care? But you know, um, well, I mean, you know, I, I, I think, I think that that man is is wrestling with a lot of demons, and it would not surprise me to to find out that that was one of them. Mm-hmm. I am of the mindset that number one, no matter. First of all, Faison is out of order for, you know, making any aspersions about Cat Williams. What, who Cat Williams sleeps with, what he does, not our business. Mm. Um, you know, part two of that is, you, how, 
how dare you besmirch the good name of the late Luther Vandross, who was there. But <laughs> I'm just saying, you mm. know, let Luther ain't had nothing to do with this. Let him lay. No, let exactly. Him, let him lay quiet. Right. He, you know, he ain't. That ain't none of your damn business, mother. You fat bastard. So, right. okay. Yes. So there is that. So we're all in agreement. Ultimately, we don't care. None of us are really surprised. I mean, no one's like, what? <laughs> no, not at all. Have you seen Cat Williams? With anger management issues and a fabulous perm is a homosexual? No. <laughs> no. Say it ain't so. The shit you say. Motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Ooh, okay. It just means great minds think alike. That's all that is. It, right, that's, that's all, all that is. I have missed you, Legionnaire. Oh. Oh, I know. I'm so glad to be back. This is fabulous. Yes. Oh, uh, so, so quick digression. Legionnaire, are you joining me and your husband in San Francisco? Um, We are trying to figure that out. Okay. Because I just looked one day. I, I just tell you, I was uh, like, you know what? I want to go somewhere and do something, you know, because so much of what we do involves an event. You know, we got to do something, mm-hmm. we got to show up, we got to show out, we got to give a seminar, we got to beat someone on stage or do some shit, you know. So I want to go someplace and do something that's on my bucket list. And going to Folsom was on my bucket list. And so mm-hmm. I went on over to Delta.com. Now, this is not a plug, but if Delta want to give a, give a PoppyChuloRadio.com some cash, we, we'll be fine with that. <laughs> but I went over to Delta.com and discovered I had I had about 45,000, or actually 50,000 uh, Delta Sky Miles. And I found that it only took 35,000 Sky Miles to fly from D.C. to uh, San Francisco. So and I, there I did. you have it. Right. So these sky miles is gonna come in handy. These American Express points is gonna come in handy. These Hilton Honors points is gonna come in handy. I'm trying to do this money, do this trip with as little out of cash, out of pocket cash as possible. Use your money, baby. Use your money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So speaking of using that money, next up on the round table. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying that I have confirmed this story from other sources because normally I don't fuck with media takeout. Mm-hmm. But apparently actor Shamar Moore had his um, friend arrested and he claims that he was taken advantage of. Shamar apparently paid for vacations, the dude's rims and some personal expenses. So uh, the friend's name is Keith Tisdale and um, Shamar called the police claiming that Keith explained, uh, explained embezzled $100,000 from him. I'm not going to read the article because the article makes insinuations, you know, that may or may not be true. But I just don't like the way the article is written because they insinuate that there's something wrong with it. It's tea. It's, it's, it's quite teaful if uh, Shamar has, you know a friend but the way that this is you know media takeout just has this way of saying it like there's something wrong with it right so i'm only reporting the news i'm not reporting the implications behind the way that they're saying it so oh you mean what like do we saying, think 
Why don't they just go to divorce court? Oh, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 I feel the need to play some Luther at this point. Oh, damn. <laughs> right. Some Luther. So, uh, what do we, what, you know, this isn't the first time that, uh, like, Shamar has been photographed with this guy all over town. And uh, when we are off of the air, mm-hmm. I have stories to tell. Ooh. Mm. Really? Mm hmm. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, so allegedly. Allegedly. Bookmark that. Mm-hmm. And this is off the air, and I'm not suggesting that these stories are about Shamar Moore, but I'm just going to say let's bookmark this topic and we'll come <laughs> back to it. <laughs> what do you all think about, because girl, I'm not trying to get sued. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about this story? I, I mean, I think it's interesting. It's mildly interesting as 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 celebrity news, but again, I'm 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 of the same mind that you are. I'm not particularly fond of how it's, it was being reported. I mean, there are always those rumors and things about Shamar Moore and whether or not he's um, gay or not, and you know. I just don't I, I don't I don't care that much. I, I don't well, I don't really care at all at this point. I mean, you know, if I mean I I I'm mildly amused by his acting. He's he's a very nice-looking man and you know, he's making his way through his life and his career the best way he knows how and you know, hey, if he feels like he can sue this man for what for whatever, boo do you. Right. I don't necessarily need to know about it. Just well, <laughs> well, I'm just going to say this. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Uh-huh. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. I'm not making no aspersions because I don't sleep with either one of them. But, you know, I'm going to say that Shamar's teeth look real good right now. And it could be because allegedly he and his friend were together. I don't know. I'm not not my business. I ain't sleeping with either one of them because they don't they don't strike they don't float my boat. Mm-hmm. They got enough money for me. But you know, allegedly, you know, they they might chat whatever. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Okay. Here's uh-huh. my thing. This is how you get caught up when you're living this closeted lifestyle, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, see, because here's the thing: how you gonna mess some dude that you meet on the set? of your TV show and then put him in a position where he uh, could embezzle a hundred thousand. He actually embezzled $60,000. The other $40,000 is he claims that he bought Tisdale $10,000 rims for his car. Okay, girl, that's tacky. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Funded funded shared vacations and gave him up to $20,000 to help with expenses I'm like, girl, wait a minute. He's an employee at this point. So let me tell you how this go. You're either somebody that I'm fucking or you are an employee. You can't be both. Mm. Well, you could be an employee that I'm fucking, but then you would be a whore. Oh, sorry. Never mind. (laughs) Well, there is that. There is that. But this is how you keep your money separate. You can't. You can't be fucking dudes that you also are employing because then when they ask you for some crazy shit, 
you feel like whatever you're getting from them, the dick or the ass or both, or the mouth, what that mouth do. Mm. I ain't never had a mouth that was worth $10,000. Clearly you... (laughs) Clearly, you have not had uh, my my friends here. <laughs> I'm going let, let to say I'm going to Okay, so for real, I can suck a golf ball for a garden hose. <laughs> I ain't mm-hmm. never met a mouth worth $10,000. I've met some good mouths in my time. I've met some really good booties in my time, but neither one of them have been worth $10,000. Hence my point. Come on now. <laughs> but my point is, you know, stop. Listen, it is easy for us, of all people, to say, come out of the closet. But, girl, I'm only going to have limited sympathy for you because, you know, this is 2016. Right. The gays are getting married. Yes. But, you know, I mean, my sympathy is limited, but there is some sympathy because, you know, there's a lot of people... There are a lot of people in Hollywood that probably say they're fine with, you know, gays or whatever. But they say that, but they they don't want their leading men to uh, be gay. So let's just be clear. It's okay for Lance Bass to be gay. It's not quite as cute for Justin Timberlake to be gay. Right. Oh, God, not at all. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's okay for, you know, no shade. I mean, I guess it is a little shade to Lance Bass. But, you know, it's okay for, you know, the famous but not the the top celebrity people to be gay. But ain't nobody trying to see, you know, see, you know, see Justin Timberlake in that light. No one is trying to see uh, Chris Brown in that light. Well, sorry, that's... Thanks about him. That's a poor comparison there, but... I, listen, Chris, listen, Chris Brown is as straight as it's coming. You know, that girl carries guns, so, you know, I can't fuck with her like that, so... <laughs> leave her alone. <laughs> she can be whatever she want to be, as long as she stay over there on that side. Whatever she A-B, do, just keep that's an AB. That's AB all day. You called it. I'm just saying. Mm. Ooh! <laughs> Angry bottom. Especially mm. this week. Yeah. All right, so uh, for our last roundtable, so uh, Senor Trump will be speaking at an African American church in Detroit. So Pastor Mark Burns, who was a Trump supporter, said in a Trump press release that he will be speaking at the only African American owned and operated national Christian television network the Impact Network on Saturday morning in Detroit. And he'll be interviewed by Wayne Jackson at Great Faith Mem- Ministries. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Ja-ja-ja-ja-ja. You know, bullshit. So what do we think? Mm. Yeah. I, I, mm. You I know. I can't with him. I had one fuck left to give. Mm-hmm. I had one. In Jesus' name. I had one fuck left to give in Jesus' name. I'm not spending it on Trump. Mm. Yeah. Not doing yeah. it. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. You, you can't know, make I, me. Uh, up, and, up until this very moment, he has said nothing. So... 
I, what what is there what 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 is there that's going to change? Nope, can't make me. So uh, yeah. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. You know. Can't do it. Nope. You you you're coming you're coming to speak at this church because somebody actually told you that you need to come out and speak to black people. If I, then I don't need you to come speak to black people. Nope, can't make me. So. You know, hey, thanks, but uh, no. You can't make me give a fuck. <laughs> nope. Can't do it. Nope. Not even in the name of religion. Can't do it. Nope. Not doing it. Uh-uh. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, shame on you again. I'm Abs- not- nope. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, and I'm being silly, but for real. Um, Good. This so so Pastor Mark Burns in the past twenty four hours tweeted out a picture in blackface of Hillary Rodham Clinton and didn't seem to think there was anything wrong with it until people were like, uh, dude, no, bad thing. I as a pastor, and and and, and please hear hear me and hear me clearly. As a pastor, anyone who, any pastor who support, any black pastor who supports a man who has completely spoken against everything Jesus said, um, I don't care, you know, whether you believe in church or not, as a pastor, I hope that you do. The fact that you can support someone who completely contradicts everything you say you believe in tells me a whole lot about your faith walk. You don't have one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm done. Back to the Prosecco. Hello. We have another bottle. Do we have another bottle? <laughs> we got another bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, hallelujah. Hey, look. Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. I believe we should celebrate that at every turn of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. Okay, I'm just saying, and good wine, not not ripple. It was good wine, right? Um, but no, seriously, but seriously, yeah, we, you know, um, going to a black, you know, the Trump campaign accuses the Clinton campaign of pandering, right? The Trump campaign going to a, a black church in the blackest city in America. If that ain't pandering, I don't know what is. I mean, because let's be serious. Let, I mean, let's be honest. Detroit really is about the blackest city in America. <laughs> you know, it, it has surpassed D.C. as Chocolate City. Um, but to go there and think you're going to be, you know, I, it's just insane. It, uh, it boggles the mind. It boggles the mind. You know, I, I don't. I don't need to know about how much how much more of your foot you're going to put in your mouth. I, I just don't need to know that there, there, there is enough of it there to know that I am, I am crystal clear that you are not going to say anything that 
I really need to hear, nor are you going to say anything that black folks need to hear. Um, but I don't speak for black folks. Uh, unfortunately, there are, uh, unfortunately or otherwise, however you choose to look at it, there are black people who actually believe in his rhetoric and, and what he claims to want to bring to this country. Although to date, I still don't know and understand what that is. But that's another conversation. But hey. You know, hey, if you want to go to the black church and speak to those good people and try to extol uh, yourself upon them about why you should be president, then you know what, have at it. Because at the end of the day, you know, unfortunately, we will have, this country will have the leader that it deserves. Right. Mm. Yes. That's 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 what's going to happen. This this country will have the leader that it deserves, one way or the other. Right, and either we will live up to our we will live up to our values, or we will live down to them. Mm-hmm. So and see this. Okay, so listeners, this is why I love our show. Because we actually have substantive conversations about real shit. <laughs> After talking about angry bottoms and dick and ass and <laughs> right. Right. Well, we I mean, can... there, there is a place in the discourse about angry bottoms. Some, you know, yeah. somebody's got to settle them out. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Yes, and then we can shift into. Um into political discourse. I love it. But, you know, but see, that is part of the, that is part of the brilliance that is gay black men. Um, we are mon- we are not monolithic. We, we have multiple facets. We can, we literally become chameleons and we can transition between conversations. I love us for that ability. I, I love that. Because we're smart. We, we smart. We're smart. We We're want smart. respect. R e s p e c k t. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Put some respect on my name. Ooh. And Tony Braxton is sleeping with that Jesus. Mm, God. Well, he must have a huge dick. I'll just give it that. <laughs> of huge dicks. That's that's, that's what I'm gonna assume. <laughs> yes. Whenever someone super unattractive is someone who was with someone real, real attractive like that, I just assume that they have a huge penis. Mm. Well, speaking of not huge penises, um, and this is totally off off topic, but because we do talk politics, Anthony Weiner. Mm. I've seen his Weiner. It's not a ballpark frank. It does not plump when you cook it. Mm. Oh, idiot! <laughs> yeah. Stop showing your stop showing your wiener. Don't nobody want to see that shit. Well, that was the. I mean, the worst part about it was that he chose a picture with his fucking infant, with his toddler in the picture. So he sent the picture to some random chick of him with a boner. Thank God he at least had his his shorts on. He didn't have his erect penis out around his son. But then I'm like, girl, you could just like move the baby out of the frame for a moment before you took this selfie. Right. Or or edit him out. But again, I have seen I've seen the wiener's wiener. Mm. 
But also, it annoys me that people... Um, that we live in a society where people... I mean, I guess it goes part and parcel with if we have people... If, if it's okay to send pictures of your dick or your vagina or your asshole to other people, that there are going to be people who would sell that information. I suppose that inf that's right. part and parcel of the same thing. But what... See... I'm, this is gonna sound really weird, but mm -hmm. as long as it, if it's two consenting adults, why is it a problem? Mm. You know, okay, so he broke his marital vows. That's between him. That's between and him and his wife. His wife. We should not. It, the fact that we've become so puritanical, and the the, and of course we have a burgeoning not not only bur but booming porn industry in this country but we are so hypocritical we do? About <laughs> really girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh see that is a self wait wait here we go really girl <laughs> okay so uh no it's you know the fact that we are hypocritical about you know about people sending sexually explicit pictures but the main the number one type of porn watched by straight men is girl on girl or girls getting done anally just baffles my fucking mind that mm. you are upset about this really send a dick pic I don't care Ugh. I'm just I'm over it <laughs> I'm OVA it. Well, all right, kids. Before we get into uh, the actual hot topics, <laughs> let's remind the kids that you can download tonight's episode through iTunes. Just search for Reality and subscribe. You can also download the entire Reality li Library oh, Library <laughs> Library via slash archives you can like reality on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR reality and follow us on Twitter at PCR reality. Uh -huh. You can follow Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at Poppy Chulo Radio. Sure you can help support reality and Poppy Chulo Radio by going to gofundme.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. And if you are interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog yes. contributor, you can email mm. us at talent at poppychuloradio.com. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Come Girl, on. You are fucked up. <laughs> no, no, actually, I'm, I'm actually very sober now because of what I'm looking to get. Yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> All right, so first <laughs> up on hot, on hot Topics. Let's get into Colin Kaepernick uh, together. So, you know, Colin Colin got y'all all together a couple mm -hmm. of days ago when he said that he wasn't going to stand for, he said, quote, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football and it would be selfish, selfish on my part, to look the other way. There are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
then uh so as you might expect most black people most black people but not all mm-hmm. we're like hell yeah <laughs> then we also find out found out that there is this third verse to Thank uh, you. the let me see if I can find this third verse um, oh I got it oh okay thank you Read us the third verse of the Star Spangled Banner, please. Uh, or the stanza from the third verse that is of, of importance to this debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming up. I, I knew you were going to do that. Okay, so the third verse is... Oh, so, so, I, so before we go any further, I, um, I have to, I have to um, be transparent. Um, I passed through a church that is on the Francis Scott Key Estate. Okay. Um, so the the church, my my first church is actually on the estate, and should we ever decide to stop being a church, it reverts back to the Key Estate. So I have a vested interest in this. <laughs> but with that with that said, um, the third verse says the following. And where is that band who so vaultingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion and a con- yeah, and a country should leave us no more. Their blood has washed out their foul steps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or gloom of the grave. And let the star-spangled banner in triumph thus wave, O the land of the free and the home of the brave. Yep. And we're so I've got to do it in I've got to actually do it in rhythm. No, and you don't. Okay, I don't. No, you do not. Okay. I will. Satellite. No, we're good. We we got you. We trust you. Got it. You. Okay. I'm sure. Okay. So I was not aware that there was a third verse to uh, the Star Spangled Banner. Um, yes, they're they're actually. What annoys me? I, I hate bandwagoners. Mm-hmm. At least admit that you weren't aware that there was a third verse because everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, he shouldn't have stood. There's that fucked up third verse. Like, girl, you did not know there was a third verse. Right. You did not know. Exactly. You cannot tell me that you were aware that there was a third verse all of this time and you were just waiting for Carlin Kaepernick to be the impetus Mm. to light the fuse under you so that you felt comfortable and not standing. You stood all this. I mean, if you had already not been standing, but most people were not aware that there was there was a third verse uh, to uh, the Star Spangled Banner. Right. Unless you were, unless you were in concert, unless you were in vocal concert band, uh, in concert choir, or marching band, and 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 much much less a fourth and a fifth. How about that? Right. So you know, let's just be clear that you know all you girls jumping on the bandwagon now. Did not know. Right. Second, I mean, you know, if we weren't going to do any of this shit in this country that has a racist background, I mean, we shouldn't spend money. 
Mm. We, you know, we, you know, we shouldn't live nowhere in this country. I mean, you know, so and to, to suggest that we should change the national anthem, I was like, girl, come on now. We got bigger problems. Right. Way bigger issues. Way bigger issues. Now, I'm not suggesting that Colin shouldn't have done what he did. I'm glad he did what he did because at least now holds no that there is such thing as this, you know, crazy third verse, and you know it could become part of the uh, the commentary. But you know, mm. let's just let's just not act like you know you were this highly informed person. Now, people piss me off. Well, but actually, it's not even about the third verse. It's about the it's about the lie. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, okay, so he did not stand for the national anthem and he knows the verses. But even with that, um, I don't think he knew the third verse. I think he was basing it only on the fact that there were all these other things going on and he didn't do it because he never mentioned the third verse. The third verse became a secondary part of the conversation as a point to justify his action, but the justification was never part of his initial justification for doing what he did. Exactly. So, okay, so for... I don't say the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm -hmm. I don't. I haven't said it since we since I was a junior in high school uh, because it's a lie. Um, I don't sing the Star Spangled Banner because it's a lie, and that was before I, I knew about I knew the verses I'd forgotten the verses, but once it was like oh remember you know the third and fourth verse like oh yeah right um, I you know for example um, I don't say the pledge because it's been amended. You know, um, it was amended back in the 50s when we added um, Pledges of the United States of America and to the Republic of which stands one nation under God. They added under God in during the 50s to separate us from the ungodly communists. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they actually, add, you know, we're not under, you know, whose God are we under? And the fact that I have to make that distinction as a Christian pastor pisses me off. Mm. It's like, you know, whose God are we under? You know, are we under the Jewish God? Are we under the Christian God? Are we under the Muslim God? Are we under the Thai God? Are we under Buddha? Uh, you know, because depending on which God you're under, there could be 1,500 other gods that you're under as well. Um, so I, I just categorically refuse to say that number one, because I don't believe in making oaths, but number two, because they're a lie. Um, if mm-hmm. you are a black person in this country and you decide you want to protest, you then become un-American and should be sent back to the, sent back to Africa or whatever country you came from. Bitch, I came from Georgia. Where are you going to send me back to? Atlanta? Okay, you know, um, so I think, you know, and and, and then we get into the we're told not to protest or if we're going to protest, we can't make noise about our protests. So when we protest silently, we can't do that either. Well, damn. When can we protest? How can we protest that does not offend your delicate sensibilities? Really? 
<laughs> More wine. Yes. Yeah. There is that. Well, is there anything you would like to add? Yes, there is. Um, as a veteran of this country, ah. I was pretty put out by other veterans who went through a whole lot of vitriol or, or spewing a whole lot of vitriol against this young man for making a stand. And I saw two things that really, really encapsulated how I feel. And I'm not going to read them both because they're both kind of lengthy. So I'm going to pick one. And this is a, um, a viral essay by a blogger named Jim Wright. Yes. And this is what he had to say. Um, I've been away from the internet all day. I came home from a family picnic on the Blackwater River to find my inbox as usual, as usual, overflowing like a wrap, a ripe porta potty. One of the first messages I read was about 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick, quoted above, who last Friday night at the beginning of a preseason game suddenly decided to become the most hated man in America du jour by deliberately not standing for the national anthem. Yes. That's right. A football player didn't stand for the national anthem. As you know, this means that Kaepernick is a is scum, a horrible human being, likely a member of ISIS, a Muslim terrorist, a black thug, a communist, a socialist, and not the cool share your weed Bernie Sanders kind of socialist, but the red brigade kind of socialist who sleeps under a poster, a poster of Chairman Mao, a radical, a black panther, and probably has Fidel Castro's phone number in his favorite contacts. Yeah. Okay. I answered the message and went on to the next one. And the next message was about Copernic, as was the next one and the next one. And they all pretty much began the same way. Jim, as a veteran, what do you think? Well, let me answer all the messages at once. The first thing I learned in the military is this. Respect is a two-way street. If you want respect, true respect, sincere respect, then you have to give it. If you want respect, you have to do the things necessary to earn it each and every single day. There are no shortcuts and no exceptions. With threats, by violence, by shame, you can maybe compel Copernic to stand up and put his hand over his heart and force him to be quiet. You might, but that's not respect. It's only the illusion of respect. You might force this man into the illusion of respect. You might. Would you be satisfied? Would that make you happy? Would that make you respect your nation? The one which forced a man into the illusion of respect. A nation of little clockwork patriots all pretending satisfaction and respect. If that's what you want, if that's what matters to you, the illusion of respect, then you're not talking about freedom or liberty. You're not talking about the United States of America. Instead, you're talking about every dictatorship from the Nazis to North Korea, where people are lined up and made to salute with the muzzle of a gun pressed to the back of their necks. That, that illusion of respect is not why I wore a uniform. That's not why I held up my right hand and swore the oath and put my life on the line for my country. That, that illusion of respect is not why I am a veteran. So, not so a man should be forced to show respect he doesn't feel. 
That's called slavery, and I have no respect for that at all. If Americans want this man to respect America, then first, they must respect him. If America wants the world's respect, it must be worthy of that respect. America must be worthy of respect. Torture, rendition, indefinite detention, unarmed black men shot down in the streets every day, poverty, inequality, voter suppression, racism, bigotry in every form, obstructionism, blind patriotism, none of those things are worthy of respect from anybody, least of all, an American. A true veteran might not agree with Colin Kaepernick, but a true veteran would fight to the death to protect his right to say what he believes. Exactly. So yeah, I, I have I, that. That is going to be a, a document saved in my <laughs> on my computer from now until the last of my days on this planet. And we can't even protest. I mean, come on, men of color can't even protest. You know, right. if we shut down the streets. We are stopping pe good people from going to their jobs. And so folks say, you can't protest that way. Well, he sat down. Well, you can't protest that way either, you know. Mm. And, and I saw a meme that said, you know, Trump goes around saying, America is not great. And everybody's going, rah! Mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick says, America is not great. People say, boo! You know, mm -hmm. so, ugh. Can't, can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. That's because he's white, duh. <laughs> and according to Colin Kaepernick's mom, so is he. In spite mm. of his black daddy. Oh, oh yeah, right. More mm. wine, please. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I'm like, girl, did you give him up for adoption because you didn't want to have a black child? How about mm. that? You had your man. And then now this whole got the nerve to say Colin's mom on her fuck on her fucking Twitter profile. Mm. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. Ah, oh, mercy. All right, Legionnaire, you're up next. So, uh, uh, an NBC anchor confronted a Trump surrogate over a Clinton blackface cartoon. Yes, we actually uh, started talking a little bit about this. Um, uh, let's see. Donald Trump surrogate pastor Mark Burns called into MSNBC and was immediately grilled for 90 minutes by Christian Welker over this tweet. Black Americans, thank you for your votes and letting me use you again. See you again in four years. Uh, and this was apparently accompanied by a photo of Hillary Clinton in blackface. Yes. Yeah. And when Welker asked Burns if that's inappropriate, he insisted that he's tired of how Democrats like Hillary Clinton tap dance for the black vote and then ignore those voters for the next four years. He called the cartoon satire and said that Democratic policies just aren't working for African-Americans. But Welker kept confronting him on whether that image is appropriate from someone speaking on behalf of a presidential candidate. But he ended up going on a rant about the political PC game. Towards the end of the ARG segment, Burns attempted to make a point about Trump's unifying message by asking Welker where her ancestors are from. Yeah. Yeah. What's that got to do with anything? Right. Mm. So, can, can I just say one thing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's an asshole. 
Yeah. Because I actually did see that, see that, that, that interview where he called in and, you know, and I'm just like, okay, I, you know, if that's really what you want to be about, then stand behind what you posted. Thank you. Stand behind it. Don't, don't, don't sugarcoat it. Don't sidestep the conversation. Don't bitch out. Right. Exactly. Stand up and say, no, it's not appropriate. And this is why. Or it is appropriate in this right. right. You know, so that that was my whole issue. It's like because that's what we're here to talk about. You know, not give you a platform to spout your idiotic uh reasons for backing Donald Trump. So, you know, whatever. Whatever. So yeah. He's an idiot. He's an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of idiots and assholes, <laughs> next up, y'all remember Paul LePage? Who could forget that idiot? <laughs> Paul LePage is the governor of uh, Maine. He left uh, another representative, uh, Democratic representative, Drew Gatine, a message. Quote, Mr. Gatine, this is Governor Paul Richard LePage. I would like to talk to you about your comments about me being a racist, you cocksucker. I want to talk to you. I want to I want you to prove that I'm a racist. I've spent my life helping black people and you little son of a bitch socialist cocksucker, you I need to I need you to just friggin I want you to record this and make it public because I am after you. Thank you. <sighs> oh, he sounded angry. Yeah, he was a little Just bit on the bad side. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And here's the thing. Um... He was elected twice. Mm. Now it wasn't by it was by a plurality, which um, you know makes it a little um, dicier. But mm-hmm. honestly, for you know more than you know more than a third of the people in Maine thought that this politician, this servant who calls political opponents cocksuckers and sons of bitches and threatens their physical being was acceptable to be the governor of their great state. Mm. Guess where we're not going for vacation this year. <laughs> right. Ugh, God mm-hmm. help us. God help us. John Sebastian, let's wrap up Hot Topics by you telling us about the Nate Parker scandal. Nate Parker has directed a film called Birth of a Nation, which is a riveting portrait, as described by the LA Times, of Nat Turner, who who led a rebellion that killed nearly 60 white people. While uh, Parker was a, a student wrestler at Penn State in the late 90s, however, he and his teammate, Jean Celestine, who co-wrote Birth of a Nation, 
were um, charged try, and tried for the rape of a white female classmate. Uh, Parker and Celestine claimed that the sex was consensual. The accuser claimed that she was severely intoxicated and therefore could not consent. Parker was acquitted while Celestine was found guilty. However, Celestine's conviction was later appealed and um, prosecutors dropped the case. So um, there is little doubt that jock culture has been a bastion of male privilege in this country. Um, and the LA Times says it this way, we hardly acknowledge it, but one of the perks of being the male athlete is promiscuous sex. In every arena where professional sports are played, there are common scenes of engagement. Men contest each other on the floor or field or afterwards, seek to outdo each other in the bedroom as well. Um, so there is yet a secondary hitch in the giddy up to this case. The accuser committed suicide after all of this happened. And so now we find ourselves in this um, conundrum of whether or not we support Nate Parker um, in spite of his uh, acquittal. And um, the thing is, many people have come out in support of him, starting with um, the Penn, his Penn State classmates, who pretty much give an explanation and have all but become rape apologists. From the article on theroot.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the four of his, uh, four of his um, four alumni apparently states their belief in his innocence. And, uh, and they outline points they say are missing from the dialogue around the allegations. Right. Um, so while, um, while he was acquitted, there are some people who say that just the fact that he was charged means that he, we should not support this film. I don't have any skin in the game. Um, but we have found that over the past year, many, many um, college athletes have been accused and or convicted of sexual assault. And there is no penalty to be paid for that, starting with the Stanford swimmer who, you know, was literally pulled off of a woman charged, convicted, and he spent all of 46 days in jail. Mm -hmm. And so Nate Parker is being thrown in that, into that category as well. And it's almost like we don't know where the truth begins and the lie ends. Right. <clears throat> what do you say? I, I am troubled by the well there, there are a couple of things that trouble me one the timing of the servicing of this story is certainly suspect without question um, but I can't help but be in a place of saying well yes he was charged it was brought up he was tried and he was acquitted so according to the laws of our country that should be the end of it you know, 
you know, now the fact that this woman went on to commit suicide is tragic. Absolutely tragic. But by a jury of his peers, this man was 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 acquitted. So the fact that this girl chose to later on commit suicide doesn't necessarily lend credence to the to the to the accusation. It just says that whatever the situation was and whatever it happened certainly weighed on her enough that it stayed with her and plagued her and that and that is something that I certainly have sympathy for. Absolutely. But if this man was acquitted and went on to lead a productive life, I just I don't know. I can't I can't I can't get behind I can't get behind the boycott of this film and the support of him as as an artist. I I just I don't I just don't know that I can. Okay. All right. I um I am not a big believer in conspiracy theories, however, it seems awfully convenient that right. this man who was tried by a mostly white jury mm-hmm. in a, a college town who that was already <clears throat> suffering from, you know, a lot of uh, racism and, you know, sort of uh, that sort of thing that this black man was found uh, not guilty by a jury of 11 white people and one black woman. Um, and now 17 year, or 16 years later, it's become a thing. Right. And that the movie that he is directing is about the most successful slave revolt in history, whereas John Sebastian mentioned 60 uh, white people were killed. And so that's suspect to me. Mm-hmm. I think that um, while we, on one level, group this case in with um, the case of the, the, the boy from Stanford, in as much as you know, they're all athletes and um, whatever. There are some important differences, mainly being that there were other witnesses that saw this dude, the Stanford guy, doing what it is that he, what he did, and he, in some ways, even admitted exactly what he did, and he just wasn't particularly punished for it. I just, you know, am not. It's 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 tough because you know you don't want to. We, we know that uh, colleges are prone to turning a blind eye to um, the sexual assault of the women on its campuses or the sexual assault of women by their uh, by male athletes. So we know mm-hmm. that that happens. Mm-hmm. But in the absence of someone telling me that there was some sort of malfeasance, that this woman was not treated fairly by the Penn State 
state college judicial system if he was found uh, not guilty of the crime. Now, if this had been his friend, we could say that he was initially found guilty and then later exonerated. But Nate Parker was found innocent. He was never convicted. No, no, no. He was not found in. No, he was not found innocent. Well, no. There is a there is a legal difference. He was found not guilt not guilty, which means there was not a preponderance of the evidence that could convict him. If he had been innocent, the jury would have said he is innocent. I know that that's a legal that's a legal that's that's. Uh, that that is splitting legal hairs, but that is an important mm-hmm. difference. Um. Okay. Yes, and I I don't want to dash over that, but my larger point is that he was not convicted of anything, and no one has come forward to say that, like in the case of the sta- the guy uh, at Stanford, that there mm-hmm. was some sort of you know judicial misconduct. Or mm-hmm. the woman did not fully get her day in court or anything like that. Because I'm assuming that, you know, she stuck with this through the appeal for the other guy and everything else. And so there was never anything else that happened. So, you know, I think that uh, we are seeing a little bit of... You know, and this woman clearly had a lot of issues because, mm-hmm. you know, apparently she was troubled before this whole thing. So, you know, it just seems like this, you know, everyone was screwed all the way around because this woman, you know, already had some mental issues and already talked about depression and other things prior to her hooking up with Nate and uh, this other guy, you know, so they chose the worst possible woman to have sex with. Mm-hmm. You know, they chose someone who appears to have been an emotional wreck. And, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. Um, I just I just don't know that in the absence of anybody saying that there was malfeasance, that we can convict this man in the court of public opinion based on he was a black man and this white woman said it. And because we've had a rash of cases recently where athletes have gotten a slap on the wrist for mm-hmm. uh, for uh, their misdeeds, we can't just say that, oh, every time this happened, you know, the athlete is always guilty regardless of what uh, what the outcome of the trial actually was. Mm hmm. So the bottom line is I'm still going to see the film when the film comes out because no one has proved to me that this guy did anything that was punishable. He said that the sex that they had was consensual. She's uh, they he was not found guilty of anything. The conviction of the guy that he was with was later overturned. And um, he seems to have kept his nose clean since then, because I would imagine that, you know, if he if this was some sort of a part of a pattern of Mm. things that he had done, even if those women didn't come forward, then they I would hope that I would think that they would have felt empowered now, uh, 17 years later 
to mm-hmm. come forward and no one else has come forward and say that, you know, Nate Parker raped me or did anything else. He appears to be an upstanding uh, person in the community. So, you know, there's nothing to me that says uh, I shouldn't go see his film. Right. Plus, and I'm going to admit my own bias here, regardless of whether this woman had uh mental issues or not, there's always the assumption that the Negro is guilty whenever some white woman says that she was raped. So that's my own thing. I automatically, you know, and you can say whatever you want about what I said, but I automatically assume that the dude is guilty unless the innocence, unless the evidence says so. And the evidence did not say he was guilty. So it's a close, it's a close issue in my mind. Hmm. Here's my issue. I will agree with you that a lot of times when the white when, when white women make allegations of rape against a black man, it becomes a it, it, it's based on shame after having had sex with whomever. Okay, I'm gonna start there. Had the woman not committed suicide, mm-hmm. I would say. You, I would probably agree with you, but I also happen to know that on college campuses, 50, 55 to 60% of women who have been sexually assaulted never get justice. And I don't care whether it's a, a frat bro who does it or a, a black man, whoever it is, the women who have been sexually assaulted do not get justice. I'm not saying that from a, a I think I know this perspective. I'm saying that as someone who actually has to sit down and have these girls tell me their stories. Okay. And the first question I always ask is, okay, did you, was, did you agree and are you now having second thoughts? You know, are, you know do you think that you're pregnant and um, don't want to be? So I all so and and out of those girls, I can honestly say ninety percent of them say I did not say yes. I was drunk, you know. So I think we need to deal with more than athletes on college campuses. We need to deal with drinking on college campuses, mm-hmm. you know. And and when a girl is drunk, just because she is drunk, you know, if she cannot give consent, then it is rape. I'm sorry. You know, you if she can't say yes, then you can't have it. I don't care if she said yes 50, 11 times before. If this time she cannot say yes, then you have violated her. And mm-hmm. none of us were, you know, none of us were in that room. Yes. So we don't know mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. But the fact that in 2012, this young woman at the age of 30, having dealt with this burden, and whatever other burden she dealt with took her life, uh, it gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah, and, and I understand that, but I just, I, I don't know. I'm not willing to make, I'm not willing to make, I'm not necessarily willing to make that connection that, you know, that is what led to her, you know, taking her life. Because again, it is tragic, but, you know, there, there have been, 
there have been emotional challenges that she has experienced before this incident and oh. there isn't and there isn't anything that says that she hasn't had continued though she hadn't had continued experiences afterwards now yes i i will absolutely agree that drinking on campus is certainly right up there with the issues uh at hand because they certainly lead to the possibilities of situations happening like this but at the end of the day we have we're in a situation where only the people in that room know really know what happened oh and you know? by the way ju and, and just so that we're clear the reason why uh the second defendant's uh conviction was overturned was because she could not go through a second trial and that is mm -hmm. so that happens a lot because mm -hmm. we we put the victim on trial. You know, what were you wearing? Were you drunk? Did you lead him on? We never say, you know, we never tell our boys don't rape. We tell mm. our girls what not to do not to get raped. Yes. And mm -hmm. that is a shame. And that's that something that we really, we really as a society need to own. Absolutely. Now that I would agree with. Absolutely. Cause that doesn't happen nearly enough you know anytime you tell you we have to give instructions to a girl what not to do to be damn it tell boys okay you know what don't rape girls stop how much simpler can that be <laughs> Ugh. okay sorry i'm that you know having to having to be a first responder about stuff like this it drives me bonkers you know, and, and my worst case scenario is some little girl who I've watched grow up comes to me and says, you know, P.S., I got raped. And I got to deal with that. That's a nightmare for me. Mm. Oh, trust me, as 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 a father of a 13 year old girl, I, I definitely get it. I yes. definitely get it. Oh. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> no, listen, you know, it's a complicated issue. Yeah. And, you know, I was surprised. You know, I consider myself a feminist in as much as a man can be because, you know, I, I, I am always for and I am, the, I am that person who will say, if a woman says that she is raped, I will automatically believe her because women don't make up uh, rape stories. So, but, you know, I just I just feel like we can't. And, and that's an absolute position that I think is wrong on the other side, mm -hmm. because it's in, in very few cases, women and I don't want to say that this woman made it up because I don't think she made it up in her mind. I think this woman has some serious problems. Hmm. From what it sounds like to me, you know, and being in this fraternity with, uh, you know, it's a co-educational fraternity. I have seen it up close where these young girls, you know, are confused about a lot of things and they get drunk. And I always, I always tell them, it's like, girl, you got to watch what you drink. And I tell the dudes too, you got to watch what you drink too, right. so you can be clear when her yes, this is cool becomes no, this ain't cool. Exactly. You know, so 
I feel like we have to judge each situation on its merits. And from what I've heard, I'm not saying that she doesn't believe that she was raped, but we haven't seen a pattern of behavior from these two dudes afterwards that would lead me to believe that the preponderance of evidence doesn't say to me that this is something that they did. I mean, you compare that with someone like Bill Cosby. It was like, well, any one of these women could be lying, but 50 of them can't be lying. Right. So it's a preponderance of the evidence and how he has lived his life as a pattern of activity. So even if Nate never actually raped another woman, has he had domestic violence calls? Has he, you know, been shown to be a violent drunk or anything like that? He is, by all appearances, other than being somewhat homophobic, appeared to be, you know, an upstanding sort of person. Hmm. So that does not, nor does that, but that still doesn't dismiss uh, that, you know, maybe he fucked up really bad one time and learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. It's, or it's maybe he just, uh, just intimidated everyone else into not saying anything. But, you know, my gut tells me in this situation that it's not, it's not exactly as she said it is which doesn't mean that she was lying in her mind because i clearly whatever happened she either in the middle of it or afterwards decided that she didn't want to do it or or didn't like the outcome of it but she was too fucked up at the time to clearly express that and perhaps they were too you know so you know i think the object lesson here is like you say to teach both our boys and our girls about what consent means and how to um, how to govern yourself accordingly, because you know, in my fraternity, I when we have our events, I'm not surprised that we don't have more sexual assaults, even in my own small fraternity, because my fraternity brothers, both male and female, when we get together for a convention, these people go out and get fucked up mm-hmm. and quickly. I'm like, girl, we have only been out for an hour. How are you so fucked up already? Right. So. Well, so for me, the fact that, you know, he may have been, you know, he may not, he may have been acquitted by a jury, but, you know, initially his partner in crime was not. The fact that she could not go through with the second trial, and I get, God knows I get that added to homophobic uh, statements by Mr. Parker. You know what? I'll wait till it's on uh, FX. He won't be getting my money. And I believe in supporting black artists, but this one, God bless you, may have a smile on you. I hope that the door dog don't hit you with a good Lord split you. <laughs> he won't get my money, sorry. Nope, can't do it. Okay. Hmm. Well, all right. Well, good. We can agree to disagree, <laughs> but this is this is why uh, this is why uh, this show works because we don't all have the same opinions. And as a sidebar, um, God, my heart is broken because the man that you pattern yourself after every now and then, Dominion. 
has gone on to his greater reward. Mr. John McLaughlin. Mm, I know. I know. Oh. I know. Oh. It just broke. Issue one. <laughs> Man, uh, guilty or not guilty. Um, so I got to tell you my, my John McLaughlin story. Um, the McLaughlin group had its offices at 1120 Vermont Avenue Northwest in Washington, D.C., 12th floor. Um, they shared that floor with a little company called McGraw-Hill Publishing. Um, my mother worked for McGraw-Hill for many years. And as a child, I actually got to see Mr. McLaughlin like in the building when I would go down and spend days like when we didn't have school with my mom. And he was this nice guy, but this tower, he scared the shit out of me. But he was a nice guy because he was this old white man named John McLaughlin who I saw on TV. Um, and he will be missed. His his presence was so large. He, you know, I believe the McLaughlin group was the first kind of partisan news talk on Sunday mornings. And he kind of made the model that made it work. So uh, toast to John McLaughlin, may he rest in peace. And he also made a whole lot of stars in the 30 plus years he was on air. He was an amazing dude. He was an amazing dude. Mm -hmm. And Dominion? Yes. You're wrong. <laughs> well, <sighs> luckily, I'm the moderator, so the moderator's always right. Hot oh. topics! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, someone named Tosh Tasha, uh, ta ta Tashaun. 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 It's Tashaun, young man. How mm -hmm. is that pronounced? Tashaun? It's Tashaun. Tashaun Gibson, uh -huh. who was a Cleveland Browns player, was caught taking nude selfies and, according to the headlines, reviews a huge black cock. Uh, John Sebastian, uh, as our resident huge black cock expert, <laughs> please tell us your opinion. One, on the story, and two, on the hugeness of the black cock in question. Uh, um, well, um, <laughs> let's start with number two. Um, okay. It's not huge. I know huge. It's okay. It, you know, it's got a little thickness to it, but huge, um, I think that's taking it a little far. Um, mm -hmm. It was cute. You know, it could do a little damage. But it wasn't huge. You know, it might, you know, it might make you walk a little funny for a day or two. But it ain't huge. You know, huge is you can't get out to bed for five days. And I'm not speaking from experience. Sure, um, you're just talking, you're just talking about a you know what a friend told you. Right. You mm. know, a, a client came and and um, <laughs> yeah, told me that um Lord, okay, um, yeah, okay, hold, see, you know, I hate fucking windows. Um, yes, yeah, so, according to newsinformationupdate.com, Tashawn Gibson, um, was caught sending out some pictures. Um, he is a 25-year-old free safety from the Cleveland Browns, um, and there have been, um, he's been taking new selfies and even a couple of close-ups of his huge cock 
completely hard. At the moment, it's unknown who was the recipient of these photos, but they could be the tip of the iceberg as Gibson is married and a father of two, and we presume his wife might not be too happy with the popularity of her husband's manhood. Mm. Uh, he's originally from San Bernardino, California, and he started playing at college in Wyoming before sign, excuse me, signing with um, the Cleveland Browns. He's 5'11 and weighs 205 pounds. His chest is almost completely covered in tattoos, but this time it wasn't necessary to use those very specific tats to track the veracity of the nude photos, as there's no doubt that the leaked photos are indeed his since he took a full body shot in the nude before snapping some more pictures of his erected cock, which, by the way, according to newsinformationupdate.com, is massive. Let me be the first to tell you, I know big dicks. It's, it's nice. It's cute. It'll do some damage, but I wouldn't call it huge. It's, it, it, it's, it's pretty, though. It'll, it'll you, know, it, you know, if it hits the right asshole the right way, it's going to stretch it out. But, um, oh, can I say So, that? headline for all of the listeners, John Sebastian knows big dicks. John Sebastian definitively has classified this penis as average at best. Now, now I'm gonna tell you that I love our. I go from loving him to firing him to loving him again. Um, yeah, that what you just showed me. Now that's an arm. That's huge. Tayshawn Gibson, not so much. What do y'all think? You know, I. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 all right. It's cute. But I mean, I, I wasn't that and I wasn't I wasn't that impressed. I mean it's 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 something that you could see in any in any adult film. Yes. So Dominion. It's alright. I mean, you know, he he's not my type. Mm. Uh, he was my type. But he ain't huge. Never mind. All right. So that's that. All right. That, that is that. But I'm telling what I'm looking at right now. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Something that will massage your larynx from the inside. Honey. <laughs> this will make me not get out of bed for four days. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Something that will clear the congestion in your lungs. Mm. Clear the throat. Mm. Yes. Clear, clear the throat. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we're we going to finish up with the VMAs, but before we get to the VMAs, Legionnaire, tell us real quick about season 12,000 of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Dancing with the Stars season 23 cast include this season uh, Maury McCormick. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! <laughs> oh, Brady Bunch vet Maureen McCormick, Olympic gymnast Laurie Hernandez, former Texas Governor Rick Perry, and Ice Ice Baby <laughs> rapper Vanilla Ice were among the celebs revealed Ooh. on Tuesday's Good Morning America. They joined previously confirmed contestant Ryan Lochte. Uh, a deal for him to appear on the show was said to be in place prior to his controversy. 
Rounding out the cast is Taxi's Mary Lou Henner, One Tree Heels, Jana Kramer, Wizard of Waverly Places, J.T. Austin, singer-songwriter Kenneth Babyface Edmonds, retired... Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? Retired Detroit Lions wide receiver Calvin Johnson, indie race, indie race car driver James Hinchcliffe, VH1 talk show host Amber Rose, and Little Women LA's Tara Jolet. Who's she going to dance with? Oh, I forgot. Sasha she, Farber. Yes. She only going to reach his waistline. I'm just saying. I think the first to go will be uh, Babyface. You think so? Oh, no, 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 no. I forgot about Rick Perry. Rick Perry. No, Rick Perry is not going to be the first to go because he makes good television rating. He's going to be terrible. Let's just be clear. (laughs) He's going to be terrible. (laughs) But he's not going to be the first to go because he's terrible in an entertaining way. Mm. So I think Babyface will be the first to go. Um. Actually, Ryan Lochte might be the first to go. Mm. I would. I imagine. You know, dumb people tend to be coordinated. Yes. <laughs> right. So, who do you think will win? Hmm. Um. Perhaps Lori Hernandez. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she's uh she's a gymnast, so you know she already knows about learning a routine. She's very flexible. Mm. I think she can mm-hmm. learn the choreography very well and be perky and cute. I think Mary Lou Henner is probably going to do well. Because she is a Broadway actress. Um, mm-hmm. I, You know, I, I see uh, Miss Hernandez being the Christy Yamaguchi of this season. Because mm. mm-hmm. remember, Christy yeah. Yamaguchi came through and she mopped up the competition. Yeah, yeah, she did. She came in and slayed. And, I, and, I'm, not, and I'm not even a watcher of this show, but there were some things that I did catch. I think Amber Rose is not going to win or even come close, but she's going to hang in for a couple of seasons, a couple of weeks, because people are going to expect her to be terrible, and she's Mm. going to have something to prove. Mm. And she probably can dance. She has horrible to men, but she probably can dance. Right. Oh, poor girl. She slept with Kanye. I know. Mm. Mm. Girl, you are damaged goods. To say the least. Yes, Lord, the very least. Oh, mercy. Well, so uh, Sunday, I decided I was, you know, y'all should know now that I am an expert on the youth and pop culture. Yes. Because I watched the VMAs, the uh, MTV Video Music Awards. Do they still show videos on... Do they really still show videos on MTV? Not that I'm aware of, but they have a video music award show, so there is that. <laughs> and uh, I learned a lot. Uh, hmm. The first thing that I learned is that I finally found out who Charlemagne the God was. Uh-huh. Oh, you didn't know who Charlemagne was? Mm. I had never seen him in person, so oh, if, you, okay. if you followed my if you followed my live blogging, because I, I live blogged the entire thing, mm-hmm. I was like, who is this attractive dude with a lisp? And why is he? Because <laughs> he, was, he was talking, and he was like, Desta is... And he, I was just like, why, why do they have this person with a lisp on the red carpet? 
mm-hmm. and come to find out that was Charlemagne the God. I'm like, um, okay. I hope that I mean they should be paying you enough to take uh, speech therapy, but um, okay. Yeah, he was. So, uh, he was Wendy's Wendy Williams' sidekick back in her notorious days on the radio. Oh, really? So he's a lot older than he looks. Mm-hmm. Because he looks like he's about twenty-five. Oh no, no, he's, he's, he's about forty-five. Yeah, yeah, he's he's older. Oh, black don't crack because he look he really did look like one of the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looked haveable too. Well. He claim he he claims he's not, but I I think he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> if if it's one thing we can depend on, the kids will find out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so all right, so I watched the whole thing. It started, so you know, they were giving Rihanna a lifetime, not a little lifetime achievement. They were giving her the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award, which mm-hmm. says to me, bitch, you need to come. And they said that she was going to perform four times. So I was like, okay, girl, you got to come with maximum slayage. Right. So you got to give four performances. They're performances, so you're not actually doing a video, but you're going to have to give me visually stunning performances, even if they aren't, you know, the best vocal performances. Right. So, of her four performances, three of them, the vocals were iffy for the most part. Mm. The last performance she did was actually, I was like, well... Maybe she can sing a little bit. Maybe you could tell this was the one song that she had been practicing for months because she had all of her marks. She was holding the long note on key when she needed to, and she did everything that she needed to do, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. But none of them were visually stunning. None of them, none of them said to me, "This person is deserving of the Video Vanguard Award," because mm-hmm. none of them were particularly. Special, memorable from a video or from a visual point of view. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, the Come to Life Bratz doll known as Ariana Grande (laughs) gave a performance that, uh, first of all, Ariana Grande always looks like a 10-year-old who is just super excited to stay up past 9 p.m. <laughs> so there is that. But she and Nicki Minaj, who I'm just like, if that's her, your real body, then I don't know why someone would fuck their body up like that. And if this, if that is your real body, I'm just like, it's just, no, your waist, I mean, I was like, wow, your waist is really severe for the size of your hips and ass. Right. I mean, I know girls... I know girls with big, big, big asses, but if your ass is that wide, your waist is normally not a 22 inch. You, you know, usually don't. It's not. What is 36, 24, 36? Mm-hmm. No. Right. Something is not right about the proportions of her body. And I, you know, I just don't really care for Nicki Minaj. But anyway, Ariana Grande did her whole performance on a soul cycle. So, and she had these men in uh, um, unitards and singlets and stuff. And it just looked like 
let's get physical or I want muscles. So I was over that. Mm. <laughs> um, who else? Everything that comes out of DJ Khaled's mouth, mouth makes me want to punch something. <laughs> yes, I do recall that post. <laughs> DJ Khaled is so super annoying to me. And as a person of substance myself, his clothes, everything he wore looked terrible. So, you know, he was wearing a suit in the latest style where the jacket is shorter. Jackets are shorter. Suit jackets mm-hmm. and tuxedo jackets are shorter than they used to be. Mm-hmm. But when you are shaped like a when you are shaped like a Humpty Dumpty, and I'm not saying that as a read. I'm just saying that, you know, right. he mean, starts that's... off small at the head and gets wider at his hips and then goes down. You can't wear a jacket that stops at your wa- at your waist like that because it looks like you're wearing a peplin. Mm. <laughs> and the suit did not fit at all. It literally looked like he just said, whatever, bitch, whatever you got in a 3X. And mm. it didn't look like it was tailored or anything. So he looked terrible and he needs to be on Ritalin or something. I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> he and Peel made me it was like the worst thing i was like this it wasn't funny at all they mm. were uh acting like bloggers who were live blogging and tweeting the whole thing and it wasn't funny even a little bit no they were actually they were actually annoying and then kanye so of course you knew it was already going to go terribly when they told kanye that he had 4 minutes to say whatever the fuck he wanted and he did exactly that and it was like stupid as stupid as you think. Now, some people who love Kanye thought it was genius. I thought it was terrible because I detest Kanye. Yeah. Mm. So then he rambled on for five minutes and then he talked about his art. That was his whole thing, his art. Mm -hmm. So he wanted us to see his art, which was this new music video, which didn't feature any music or any words by Kanye. Right. It was a re. It, it wasn't actually a remake of uh, Flashdance, but it was the same look and feel. Tiana Taylor was in this unitard dancing around in this, you know, bootleg gym and shit. And it really did look like Flashdance. All she needed was to pull a string and have a, a sploosh <laughs> of water fall down on her. And then at the end, she was in the shower with her actual boyfriend and a bunch of lambs mm-hmm. and then so you, you no don't sense. see her face for a minute and then you turn around and she's got a cat face and that's how the video ends and I'm just sitting there like what the fuck it was literally the stupidest shit I'd ever seen in my life it, it, it's it, like it, how <laughs> it, it, it's, it felt you know what it felt to me like it felt to me like a Saturday Night Live sketch Mm. <laughs> people who try to do this deep art but you know it's really just ridiculous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then they can't then they because they everybody been saying that beyonce was going to perform beyonce was going to perform and i'm telling y'all now i am not a part of the beehive you're not gonna and all kinds of shit but you know I go through these cycles with most 
female artists. Like I used to hate uh, Whitney Houston, and then I don't know what it was. It was like right around Bodyguard time. I was mm. like, I fucking love Whitney Houston. Same thing with Mariah Carey. Used to couldn't stand her, and now I'm you know after Formation, I'm all in for Beyonce. Mm. And she, I, her performance was. Some people were, you know, some of my friends, and including a mutual friend of ours, uh, John Sebastian, was like he had seen it all before when he saw her on stage. On, on stage. I was like, most people haven't seen her on stage because most people are not paying $1,500 to see this bitch. Thank but the, the performance was good. First of all, everyone else <laughs> hey, did like one song. Beyonce performed for 17 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> she performed a medley of every song on the Lemonade uh, visual album, <laughs> starting with whatever and ending with formation. And it was good. Mm. It was, it gave you everything that you wanted in a Beyonce performance. It gave you, you know, the soft, Oh, Jay-Z broke my heart, Beyonce. It gave you the I'm an empowered feminist, Beyonce. It gave you big hair with the wind machine, Beyonce, with literally, there literally were like 60 people on stage doing perfect choreography. Mm. That's what happens when you got money. Yes. Because I'm telling you, them girls on stage with her did not miss a single step. And that's just a lot of people. You know, when it's that many people, someone is bound to miss a step. But I did not see even a single mistake. And everyone was just sitting there in stunned silence. And unfortunately, right after her was Britney Spears. <laughs> Poor, Poor Britney. Thing. Poor little tank. She had. She would have had. She would have had to have rainbows shooting out of her asshole in order to have given a better performance than Beyonce, and her performance just wasn't. Beyonce. I mean, uh, Britney's problem is that she's not Britney anymore. She's a robot. Mm -hmm. She's a better robot than she used to be. But I just. You know, her choreography isn't crisp. When she's dancing on stage, you could just like see her doing the counts in her yeah, head. In her head. She's like yeah. three, four, five, turn three, mm -hmm. six. You know, it's just, you could just see her counting in her head. And she lip synced the whole time. The song is not a particularly good song that mm -hmm. she did off of her new album. Then she's lip syncing. And you know how Britney loves to have that head mic that comes around to her face. And I was like, there is no battery pack or anything attached to her back. So we know that mic is just for effect. And then at some point during her performance, someone handed her a handheld mic. I was like, bitch, what the fuck do you need that for? You are right. not singing at all. <laughs> right. Right. And Wait. neither was Rihanna. Doing all of her numbers, except for the last one where she actually did sing, Rihanna had this handheld mic and she would be doing so the, the lyric goes I've been everywhere looking for someone and like every fourth word Rihanna would put the mic up to her mouth but there would be no perceptible change in the volume so I'm like what the fuck do you even have this mic for 
just give us an epic dance performance and do that. Right. So there was that. Then at the end, they uh, gave her the actual video Vanguard Award, and they had Drake come out to give it to her. And he was dressed in a tuxedo, and this bitch was fangirling all over Rihanna. It actually... At some point, I was sitting there wondering, I was like, is this bitch about to propose? <laughs> it really, he really, did, did it give you that same vibe, Legionnaire? I, I missed that, because I, again, I didn't watch the whole thing, but there were pieces of it that I saw. I've been oh, okay. in love with her since I was 22 years old. I was like, he gonna drop, I actually said, he gonna drop to one knee. Mm. Yeah. It was just the way that he was looking at her. And just like the whole vibe of his speech, I was like, is this dude about to drop the one knee and propose? Because I was like, yeah. normally I'd be like, that would be so romantic. But I'd be like, that would be so cheesy. Right. Easy. Ooh. I don't know what it would be cheesy. I just feel like it would be inappropriate because yeah. she's there to win an award and you don't want to upstage her winning this right. what is essentially a lifetime achievement award for video excellence by you know upstaging it with a marriage proposal and you know she was also looking at him like motherfucker you better not <laughs> drop one knee Rihanna also seemed like he's clearly in love with her because this was more mm -hmm. than just professional adoration he is clearly like she got his nose so wide open it's not even funny Mm. And she is clearly toying with him the way um, a spider toys with its prey or like, you know, um, some other predator toys with the prey before they go in for the kill. Like mm. they want to be entertained by it. like, yeah, she's having fun fucking him. <laughs> but, right. you know, mm -hmm. if he tries to get too serious, he could be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought we, we were just like fucking. Right. We fucking. Right. Like wrong. So that's my review of the VMAs. Do you all have anything to add? Mm, no, that's that was some that pretty much encapsulate everything that would have been important to me. Ugh. <laughs> oh, John. Child, child, child. I'm, I realized here. I just I realized after seeing the clips that I have officially become an old person because I was like, this is some foolishness and fuckery that I just am not going to waste my time. on. <laughs> you, you have officially turned into the old fart. I've officially turned into the old fart and I'm good with that. You know, I am good. with. I, I have officially turned it to get off my lawn. <laughs> oh, so am I. But I also enjoy being petty. And judgmental. So that was the fun part of it for me. So if you notice, I hated everything about it except Beyonce. Mm. And who hates Beyonce? You can't hate. You you really. You can't and, hate but, Beyonce. But, no. I, but I will say that for me, I don't like this new Beyonce. Uh, see, I liked, I liked um, Crazy in Love Beyonce. I like Get Me Body Beyonce. Beyonce, but this whole lemonade girl. Mm -mm. Yeah, this this new socially conscious Beyonce. I don't like her. I love socially conscious Beyonce because she gives you socially conscious 
and then see like, but I can still turn it, bitch. I can still turn it. Where that wind machine at? Where that wind machine at? <laughs> and the spray bottle. Right. And the spray bottle. Right. Oh. And let me tell you how she had like twelve thousand costume changes. She came. She came in as a frozen big bird uh, going to the prom. For that was her. That was her red carpet look. And actually, it was a white carpet, but whatever. Then she had her performance look, which included, you know, a fur and something else. Mm-hmm. And then she changed out of that because, of course, you're not necessarily going to stay in the performance outfit. So she had another outfit on when she won her first award. And then the bitch had on another outfit when she won her second award. So it was so funny that her one performance was way more memorable than the four performances that Rihanna did. And like, I was like, so is this the Beyonce awards or who's actually getting the video Vanguard awards? Because if we talk about whose performance was the most visually remember, uh, rememberable, memorable, it would definitely be Beyonce. But you know, the wife always upstages the miss. Yeah. The what? The Ooh. wife always upstages the miss. Yeah. Ooh, what you will not do is get the <laughs> Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he she Beyonce, Beyonce is the wife, and there was, you know, allegedly a rumor that uh, Robin was the um, yeah, but she wasn't Becky with the good hair. Mm. No. No, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just say I bet you Rihanna and Solange won't ride an elevator together. How about that? <laughs> well, there it's that. Oh, I love some Solange. I love Solange. She is just that right amount of ghetto and bougie. People <laughs> <laughs> ghetto. It's some really something a ghetto by extension. Well, by definition, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> and they grew up in a hair salon. What else do you want? Um, right. I know, baby. I know. Um, mm. My child just looked at me like, "You're not gonna talk about Beyonce." I'm like, really? Okay. Um, I love it. Oh, oh I'm so oh, glad we're back on the air. Yes, I am too. Oh. oh. Well, all right, kids. That has been a, a fun and wonderful show. Yes. Hmm. So now that we are back full time. You can catch reality. Uh, you can catch reality streams on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific, and episodes are available to download every Thursday via PapiChuloRadio.com/archives as well as iTunes. So we fancy now, so you can find us on iTunes, girl. Mm-hmm. And I also found out because you know I gave up my iPhone and I have a Galaxy S7. You can search for uh, a lot. A lot of these podcast apps will allow you to search through the iTunes podcast uh, gallery, so you can find the show through, uh, through regardless of what app you have, as long as the app can access the podcast library on iTunes. So that's just a tip for you. Oh, very good. So you can like reality on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR reality and follow us on Twitter at PCR reality. 
you can follow Papi Chulo Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube by searching for at Papi Chulo Radio. You can support Reality and Papi Chulo Radio by going to GoFundMe.com slash Papi Chulo Radio. And you can email us via reality at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. And if you are interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor, you can email us at talent at poppychuloradio.com. So, John Sebastian, tell the kids how they can get in contact with you. On the... the you can contact me at unofficial colon John Sebastian and on the Twitter in the Twitterverse in the Twitter sphere on the Twitter application SJ612. Uh, Legionnaire? Well, the folks out there can find me on the Instagram and Twitter where my handle is at Legion Onyx. Uh, on uh, Facebook, I am Legionnaire Onyx. Um, so that's where I be. All right. Then you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Dom Onyx on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Dom Onyx. Twitter is the Dom Onyx dot Tumblr. Uh, Twitter Tumblr is the Dom Onyx dot Tumblr dot com. And my website is www dot Dom Onyx dot com. All right, kids. Uh, it's been wonderful. I'm looking forward to next week. And everyone should have a good night. Everyone, let's say good night. Bye. Together, girl. Together. <laughs> One more time. Everyone <laughs> say good night. Good night. Hello. <laughs> okay. That's a little better. We're going to work on this. We're going to our choreography is a little rusty, but good night, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Reality. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.